0: What do you know about me that I need to know?
1: What's one thing that you know about me that I need to know?
0: Yeah. And I think that that gives you a little bit of understanding of what the person perceives or sees from you Mm -hmm. and gives you some feedback of how they experience you. Right. And so I think when you think about these questions and how powerful they are, even the questions, even the light, fun questions we were just asking and like going deeper, Mm -hmm. if we had more time, we can say, why would you do that? What makes you want to do that? What's so important about that part of our house?
1: Welcome to The Push Podcast, So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. So you guys, I'm not the best wife. I'm just going to let you know that. I don't even know what our anniversary date is. (laughs) I just get confused every year because I know my sister's birthday is on the 14th and I think that our anniversary is on the 15th, but I think you're looking at me shaking your head, rolling your eyes because I think it's on the 16th.
0: Uh, no, you don't know what day it is. Well, it's, what day it's is January it? January 16th is our anniversary. And this okay. year will be the 15th time that you forgot <laughs> what day it's on.
1: Well, happy 15-year anniversary, Edward Copeland. <laughs>
0: you too. Oh, my God. When are you going to get this right? So this is episode 17- as we refer to our 15th year anniversary on well, the 16th of January. Well, now you're me <laughs> because
1: now I'm going to think that our anniversary is on the 17th. But welcome back to the Push Podcast. This is episode number 17. And today we are talking about the fact that Eddie and I are celebrating our 15 year wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy
0: fucking anniversary you. To you said it with such aggression.
1: <laughs> it's not my fault. Well, I don't. Remember dates like that, you know yeah. that. Okay. But sure. I love you. And It was
0: a very special day for me. I it guess was it was special a special day sh- for me yeah, too. I just enough don't remember, don't remember the number. when it actually happened. So
1: you're telling me that this year I thought we were celebrating our 15 year wedding anniversary on the 15th. Yeah.
0: You're not, telling me that's a lie. No, yes, that's a lie. So
1: then this week or this year is for nothing and then next year we celebrate <laughs> our 16 year anniversary on the 16th. Right. Okay, I can remember that.
0: Okay, and then what happens after that? You won't I don't remember know. until. You, so- just
1: re- you just confused me with episode number 17. Episode 17,
0: so. talking about our 16th anniversary, <laughs> our 15th anniversary on the now 16th Now you're of screwing January. me up, and I'm never going to get this <laughs> right.
1: So. Anyways, happy anniversary, babe.
0: Happy anniversary.
1: Today, we wanted to talk to you about nine questions we feel can entirely change your relationship. <laughs> and uh, these are some questions, I'm going to be honest with you, my sister gave me these years ago. I yeah. want to say three, four years ago, we were working on just being more intimate with questions that we were asking. If you want to go back and listen to like how we started, like how we got married, how quickly we dated... Then I'd say go back, listen to episode number two. What did we?
0: I think we probably talked about love, marriage, uh, and divorce episode. Which number was that one? I think that's what we talked about our marriage and pretty in depth. And then yeah. I think we touched on it in, in the first episode as well.
1: Well, we also talked about it in episode number two, like the real reason you're stuck in a rut because right. that's really when we started like trying to get better at right. everything right. and our marriage wasn't in the best place. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyways, my sister Jessica gave me these questions years ago. And since then, I'm not going to lie and say that we're perfect at asking these every single week, but we think, that they're pretty impactful. And so we wanted to share those with you today. And also over the years, I've shared them with so many struggling couples and just other friends that were looking for advice on how to have healthy communication.
0: Yeah. And I think these questions, they touch on pretty much everything. I think and, so. And, and, you know, I think you have to kind of work your way up to asking them because <laughs> I think they're... T-
1: well, they're <laughs> pretty intimate.
0: Yeah. They're pretty intimate. And they also, they could open up, pandora's box of conversations or if things are pent up and so you'll mm. see some of these questions could be loaded <laughs> okay so let's get into
1: them really quick so nine questions that can change your entire relationship yeah these are questions that if you go to the pushpodcast.com we will have you can print out and then maybe you like fold them up like you're in grade school slide them over to your husband and be like hey can we talk about these next week are you cool with this
0: or highlight the questions that you're okay with talking about right now, and right. every week we'll highlight another one, just so you can have baby steps.
1: Yeah, that's. And good. we didn't
0: author these questions, so whoever yeah, out I don't there know where they came from. Literally, my uh, sister texted them to me. Yeah.
1: I put them in my notes, and I have texted them to at least fifteen friends over the last right, couple right. of years. So we thought it'd be fun to share these with you. So um, here are the nine questions. Number one, what brought you joy this week? Mm. So I think that's a really important question to sit down. Okay, so let me give you some rules. You should sit down once a week. Lots of people do date nights. I'm just going to be real with you. Eddie and I don't do date week every single week. Right. Uh, We work together. We live together. (laughs) We do a lot of things together. And... We just don't have more time to carve out to go and just like leave the kids. Yeah. Like when you're off, we want to do things together as a family. We're already struggling to like not work all the time together, so I think we spend a lot more time together than probably normal people. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think one thing I think that's really great is that most of the time we have a lot of fun yep. while we're working, mm-hmm. and so I think that that helps. And also when we travel or do something for work, uh, we're doing it together and we try to have some time. Right. And that doesn't mean we
1: don't get on each other's nerves, but for the most part, we're pretty light. I love you, honey. We're pretty (laughs) lighthearted, but you can go back and listen to episode number eight, Can You Fire Your Husband? Mm -hmm. I gave you some good tips for that. So what brought you joy this week? Number one, I think is a great question to ask your spouse just to see like what things brought them happiness, right? Eddie does work outside of the home. I mean, I have a life outside of you too. So I think if you asked me that question once a week, you'd be surprised to see that maybe just getting together with my girlfriend for breakfast that I hadn't seen in a year brought me so much joy this week. That would be something I would imagine you would want to know about because you'd want to probably try to carve more time out for me to go do that more often, right? Yeah.
0: And I also think that once you get really familiar with what things brings your partner joy, then you can start planning around that and creating opportunities where they can do those things more often. Like, Carving out time where they can spend time with their friends if connection is important. Like I know you like to connect with people. Mm-hmm. So if I said, Hey, I booked a opportunity for you guys a day to Dave Glen Ivy. Dave Glen Ivy <laughs> or uh, or I booked a, a really nice restaurant for you to go mm-hmm. and hang out with your friends. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be something that would go over pretty well. Yeah. Especially if we talked about it all year long, what That'd things be brought you joy. Yeah. Joy. And I
1: know for you, like it brings you joy to connect with friends, but you don't spend a lot of time doing that, right? Right. So I know that the times that I have asked you this, if you said, you know, I caught up with my cousin Lamont and we had a great conversation, like that brings me joy just to hear you talking about it. So it makes me feel like, oh, you know, I'm glad that he got some alone time. It makes me also not be that needy wife, not that I ever am, but... There are some wives out there that like when you're on your way home during your commute, you should call me. Like (laughs) I know that that's your time to just kind of unwind and maybe catch up with some friends. So I don't call you. I don't need to talk to you when you're on your way home. Right. Right. But I think knowing what things bring your partner joy is extremely helpful in contributing to that. Like I want to see you happy. I want to know that you're experiencing joy. And so often we get caught up in the rat race of life. And if you don't talk about what things brought you joy or happiness this week, then you might not be a contributor to that.
0: Yeah. And so someone right now is listening right now and saying, well, I don't really know what brings me joy. So what would you say to that? Like, If I'm your partner and you say, well... I don't really know what brings me joy, so I can't. Like like, you
1: got to get your life together, and then (laughs) you need to start a joy gratitude (laughs) journal or something. Because at the end of every day, you should have something that brought you joy. If that's the case, then you're not creating enough excitement in your life. But I can find joy in anything. I literally find joy in like a nice cup of hot tea. I can find joy in going for a peaceful walk around the block by myself i can find joy in picking my kids up from the train station and then telling me a funny story like those are the things usually that become my answers when we talk about this question right yeah and
0: i, and I think that like by you saying that people are like oh she's talking about those things just
1: what things make your ass laugh yeah, what things thinking, it, make sometimes you happy?
0: sometimes people overthink joy they yeah. think about it, it's like it has to be this grand thing but sometimes right. it's the simple little things like you woke up a little bit earlier and you had a nice cup of tea, yeah. and you, you started a candle, and you started to do some planning, and it brought you Oh, my you some,
1: candles bring me so much joy.
0: Right. But I think it's important that people stop, pause, and maybe even take note. Like, this right, right. here, this moment right here is how I'm going to answer that question. You need
1: a joy journal. A
0: joy journal. You do. A, absolutely. And I think that that is something that's so important. So I want people to really understand, like, we're not talking about some grand old right. thing. We're talking about, like, hey, I got a lot of joy when I was able to go and just sit in my car and read my book for five minutes because I was a little bit early for work, like oh. those little things I think are this is the about.
1: kind of joy I'm working with people. My husband finds joy in five minutes of reading a book because he was early to <laughs> to work. If y'all can't find joy in your life and this is this man's joy, you need to get it together. So moving on, number two, number two question for the questions that can change your entire relationship. number two what was something that was hard for you this week? Mm. I think that kind of takes it in a whole nother direction, right? Like you're dealing with things at work. You've got hundreds of employees. I've got employees and people that are relying on me. If you took the time, when you take the time to ask me, what was something hard for you this week? Then it literally for me opens the floodgates and I can air out everything that maybe we were too busy to talk about this week or... It seemed like the just the right time didn't present itself. So I think taking the time to ask your partner what things were hard for them this week helps them be a little vulnerable and maybe invites them to open up with some of the struggles that they're having.
0: I agree. And I think that you have to like work around this. And the reason why I say that is because Sometimes when you ask someone that question, they're not looking for you to solve that problem, Mm. right? They just want you to listen so Mm. they can air it out because sometimes the human mind just needs to just say it out loud and it starts to problem solve and figure the things out. I think what happens is is so often in relationships, people are trying to fix the other person's Mm. problem and they're like, I don't want you to do that right now. I just want you to listen and just hear me.
1: So maybe a good follow up question to that is like, hey, what was something that was hard for you this week? You listen to them and then you say, do you want my opinion? How can I support you? Like, what would you like? How can I help you with that struggle? Because someone like me, I might just I just needed to get it off my chest. Right. I don't really need an opinion or I don't need you to problem solve it. I just needed to share it with you because it's really been weighing on me.
0: Now, would you say that there is a way that you want to answer that question that doesn't sound like you're just venting your your frustrations? Um, because I, don't I think because I think what happens is if if someone said, "Hey, you asked me that question," mm-hmm. I was like, "God, what was really hard for me?" And I start to like think about the obstacles or the problems that I was trying to solve. I may position it like, "Okay, here's the scenario."
1: Well, yeah, you ask me all the time for, you know, feedback or something and I'll help you. Or if you tell me like, hey, I've been struggling with this one particular employee or something. I don't know if we're talking about a certain instance or circumstance or situation, then there's been times where I'm like, well, maybe could you try looking at it this way? Right. And I know that that's been really helpful for you. I think we're really good at bouncing different perspectives off of Mm -hmm. each other. Like, I know that was hard for you, you know, maybe this friend did X, Y, and Z to you, but what if you consider this? And we're really good at that, like giving each other an alternate narrative to help you kind of shift the way you're even thinking about the struggle. Yeah. That's helpful. And
0: I think that that's always helpful, especially when people are, are, are dealing with something that's hard it's a lot of times just the way they're looking at it that makes it even harder. Right. And if someone can give them a different perspective, I think that is extremely helpful.
1: Yeah. I'm not a big fan of venting though. Yeah. Like people that are just like, it, like I am not a fan of you come home and I'm just going to unload everything on you because one, like you had your own rough day or whatever your day was. And I just don't, I don't make a big deal out of things like that. And I don't want to be the problem bringer, I guess mm-hmm. like, Oh, Now you're here. Let me tell you all the shit that was messed up in my day. (laughs) Like, I I don't want to be dumped on. So I don't want to dump on you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. Number three, what's one specific thing I can do for you this week? This question's really important to me because acts of service is my number one love language. So when Eddie asks me if he can do something for me, it's like immediately a turn on because I love support. (laughs) I love help. And anything you can do to make my life easier is like so big on my level of appreciation scale. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so like, what's one specific thing I can do for you this week? For me, like when you take my car for a car wash yeah. or you order groceries, you do something that makes my life just a tad bit easier. I'm like all over that. I yeah. love that. What are and you I, laughing
0: at? <laughs> it's, no, because it's, it could be one of those things where people are like, oh, I actually have a list for you. Right, you're you're like, oh, uh, okay, no problem. I could do all that. Yeah. Uh, So
1: like if I asked you what's one specific thing I could do for you, I would answer it myself. I'd be like, I do all kinds of shit for you. I'm not doing one more extra thing for you. But it's funny. But if, you know, if there's something you need me to do, I think you ask me, you don't ship stuff. But if you were like, hey, I really need to ship this package out. Okay, fine. I'll take your stupid package. Yeah. But there's a lot, I think running the household is something I already do. So there's not a lot that you would really need me to do. Right, right. I mean, if I ask you that question, what's one specific thing that I can do for you this week? I'm already knowing it's sex. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like uh sex is that yeah. is that is it, something we can that? do is can that you, that's, you, <laughs> that's yeah. it
0: but you know there are guys guys listening to this going are you crazy how do i tell her I don't, that how, no not that but it's <laughs> like if i say if the, my wife asked me that and i said can you do the dishes <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> i think you've become you create an entire problem for people so Guys, be careful when your wife asks you that this question. This is about
1: support and help, though. <laughs> like, this is about you making your spouse's life a little less stressful, right. a little easier. This isn't, guys, for you to give her a laundry list of shit. Like, you know, hey, make sure you do the laundry this week. Yeah, I want you to take down all the Christmas lights. Can I you want you cook to- this
0: week? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, you don't cross <laughs>
1: boundaries. Like, this is why I think you need to go out on a date first. And you need to slide over these questions and you need to be like, are we cool with these questions? Should we revise these? Is this even a necessary question? But these are questions we think would help, if anything, just give you a good laugh.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. So, question number four How can I pray for you this week? This obviously touches on like their struggles or helping someone show that you want to help bless them. If you're not into prayer, that's okay. You can still
0: send positive thoughts, good vibes,
1: whatever it is that you believe in. But I think it's just about showing support.
0: Yeah, and I think that there are intimate things that you talk about with your partner Mm -hmm. that have to do with things that you're trying to improve on, things that you want to work on like in your own skill set, like, hey, just pray for me that I'm, I'm trying to do a better job of keeping my composure. Mm. Or if you, I'm trying to do a better job of being more thoughtful when it comes to the family. And so sometimes you just need prayer <laughs> and you need good vibes to, yep. to really get better at that. Yeah. And so it is so, I think, powerful and impactful to an enti- in a relationship when you can share your vulnerabilities with your spouse and you can say, hey, can you just pray for me on this? I really mm. want to work on this. I know I'm not perfect. I'm not going to pretend. And I want you to just pray for me on the fact that, hey, I want to be really mindful with this particular thing in my life. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I think that that is open. I think it creates transparency. And I think that it just kind of opens up that that missing link because I think so much of in relationships, there's problems because of assumptions and gaps in communication.
1: Well, this works with your friends and your kids, too. Like yeah. we have a daughter, which shall remain anonymous who is not quite sure if she believes in Jesus and all of that stuff, right? So we were talking to her about praying, and she's like, I pray, like, you know, and I'm thankful, and she is very thankful. But I said, I'm just going to let you know, we pray over you all the time, and that is the highest form of love that Mm. someone can bless you with, is like them." spending their prayers on you. So just know that that's why you are highly blessed and favored yeah. and talented. That's why you have a great life because your parents pray over you.
0: If you don't believe in God, obviously that is okay with us, but don't stop people from praying for you. And the reason why I say that is think about that. Like somebody in their, pri- in their private time, the most intimate moments that they have in their own spiritual life have decided to put their, your name in their good prayers, yep. right? And that's a powerful thing, uh, whether you believe in God or not.
1: Yeah. And I have a girlfriend, Amy Celesi. She started her photography business the same time that I started the Cake Mamas. And we've just, we can go a whole six months without talking. And then when we pick up, we ask each other questions like this. Like I spoke with her recently and I was like, Friend, how can I help you? Like, what is it that you need? And she said, I really need prayers for my daughter right now. Mm -hmm. She's struggling with this. Of course, I prayed for her. It's like the least I could do. So I think prayer is powerful. But when you're able to pray over someone, it is, I think, the highest form of love that you can give someone. Absolutely. Number five. Is there anything that's gone unsaid this week? Right so that could be, <laughs> be conviction right there. That could <laughs> that could be confessions, that could be things that were unresolved, hurt feelings, any frustrations but think about it, That's a powerful question. Is there anything that's gone resolved or unresolved, unresolved. this week?
0: Yeah, like last week when you called me stupid did and you I? said I had bad ideas. No, I'm just
1: joking. Oh, God. I'm like, did I? When was this? And this- you're going to make it seem like I'm such a jerk. <laughs> but when we talk like this, it's usually like a big joke. Yeah. Like we're always making fun of each other. And like you told me to shut up right before you hit record on this. And it's just funny <laughs> listening to you talk to me like that, because I know you would never disrespect me like that. So I think when listeners hear us, like they're like, oh, she's kind of a bitch to him. She's (laughs) kind of mean. No, I'm not. We just have a special kind of love.
0: (laughs) He just likes to play that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when your kids are roughhousing and somebody gets hurt. Oh my gosh.
1: Wait a second. I end up hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. You told a story the other day that Literally had us laughing. Do you remember? You said one of the, my employees at work said, uh-huh. your wife seems oh, like the yes. kind this, of person.
0: This, shout out to Corey. Corey, if you're listening. Was it Corey? Yeah, his name is Corey. Okay. And he said, it sounds like your wife it will cut off your head and hand it to you. And I was like, I, all, my brain mi- immediately went to visualizing that. And he said, Let's like sounds like she's the type of person that will cut your head off and hand it to you. And I was like, that sounds awful. Is that a compliment? <laughs> Thank, he said, thank you my wife would
1: never do that and i was like wait did you tell him that i'm actually a very sweet person no, i said
0: she would cut off your head and let it fall <laughs> she's not gonna <laughs>
1: you're a jerk you're making me look so bad right now that's not what you said the other no, night
0: no i said no my wife is a very sweet sweet woman why woman.
1: are you rolling your eyes God. Uh,
0: no, but that was pretty funny. So I think people uh, hear you and they think that you are a crazy person, which back to that number would five. be accurate.
1: Okay, back to number five. The question is Is there anything that's gone unsaid or unresolved? And yeah. that could, again, open Pandora's box, right? But I think this is a great question, especially to those listeners out there who are in relationships who are not really strong. In the area of communication, right. because when you're upset about something, some people like to hold grudges, which you and I laugh about this all the time. Like you're just not speaking. Like I don't. That's what understand I was going to say. I,
0: I do not. And guys, if this is you, we're not judging you, but we don't understand. Please, you know, <laughs> we are comment just seeking something. to understand. Yeah, let us know. I don't understand when people say we're not speaking.
1: We're just not speaking right now. I'm not
0: talking to that person because. The only form of communication that I know of actually involves <laughs> words. Obviously, there's nonverbal communication, but non existent communication. But I can't is imagine that your
1: nonverbal communication is on point if you are not verbally speaking to each other.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, like,
1: I can't imagine you're being sweet and kind, holding, and holding the your door hands and, and like, all that kind yeah. of stuff.
0: And you say, oh, we're not speaking. But, like, if you are in a relationship and you practice. Um, not speaking and when th- something happens, I just want to really want you to, to kind of self-analyze that and say, well, how does that help? <laughs> like, does where's it, it getting you? Where's it go? Like, do you, but that's the, the key thing to this question is- Well, that's the epitome of you unresolved. You are practicing being unresolved. Right. You're practicing with saying, okay, I'm just going to get over it, but we're really not going to ever solve what's going right. on. Right.
1: So this question is for that. Like if that happened on Tuesday and you guys are not speaking and here it is on Sunday, y'all need to talk about this. Is there anything unresolved, hurt feelings, frustrations? What do we need to talk about iron out? And I believe that communication is the key because if you don't work through it, Mm. it's going to happen again.
0: And I think that that's why people struggle with the same things over and over again
1: yeah, the same issues the same in marriage issues or Because in your they just they
0: leave it unresolved, and they just go. They get heated, they get upset, they get mad. And they you may, think may you're even get say, over it. Yeah, and then they just kind of like discontinue conversation conversations, and then yeah. they just kind of go wait till the person until you forget about it pretty much. Right. Go, I don't even remember we were mad about.
1: I'm just gonna tell you that is not effective oh, communication. God, that is not Janelle
0: Copeland um, mm, process.
1: I, <laughs> I don't do that at all. I am very much like we're gonna talk about this, and not like in an aggressive, assertive way. I would not never... like cut
0: your head off and hand it to you. way. You're no. such a
1: dick right <laughs> now, <laughs> Corey. Look what you've done to our marriage. We're supposed to be celebrating our anniversary. <laughs> we're over here. You're putting me down. <laughs> no, but from the beginning of time, like that was our agreement. When there's yeah. something wrong, we're not gonna let things go unsaid. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna address it because if there's something wrong that's causing conflict in your relationship you've got to come to some sort of resolution, because if not, it's going to continue to happen over and over and you'll just be angry every time it happens. So in our opinion, it's like, okay, well, let's just fix this right now while it's here, while we're in the middle of it, so that we can move on, move past this. And then it doesn't become a repeatable pattern.
0: Or yeah, or just this kind of elephant in the room like, oh, we have this unresolved issue Mm -hmm. that we're just not going to talk about. Like if you through communication and conversation, you can actually start to talk about, OK, how could we do this differently in the future Yep. so that you can say, hey, we don't have to worry about this coming up again. And if it does, we know that, hey, we're working on this. We're trying to get better at this, whatever it may be. Right. So please, guys, stop the whole.
1: Oh, we're not talking. We're right not now. talking.
0: Uh, the I can't treatment. tell
1: you how often my friends say that. I'm like, oh, how's your husband, your boyfriend? oh, we're not speaking right now. And I always think like, where is that getting you? Like, it's not literally solving anything. You just right. want to, that means to me that both of you have this like immense pride that you can't put aside to say, for the betterment of the relationship, can we just talk about this and can we find some sort of resolve?
0: Yeah. And then if there's kids involved, they see that.
1: Oh, right, gosh, And then yeah. they
0: think that, oh, how you handle situations and how you handle problems is you turn off communication. Right. <laughs> like you just discontinue mm-hmm. talking and then you, it'll just go away.
1: And all of the the habits that you have, you are role modeling those for the people that are watching you, whether it be your little siblings, your children, your coworkers, your employees, whoever it is that's observing your life, you're role modeling yep. how other people should be acting and behaving. So, if you're in an unhealthy relationship or partnership, And you have children, just know that you're teaching them how to be humans. You're teaching them how to work through issues and problems and communication and all of the things that are going to either equip and empower them or hold them back as they get older.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, number six, what's a dream, desire, or thought that's been on the forefront of your mind this week? Yeah. Why is that that important?
0: I think that's important because when you start to discover, what your spouse or your partner, like their desires are, how they're evolving, how they're changing. Are you
1: talking about sexual desires? Oh, yeah. Maybe.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I just thought like, I think when you keep that open dialogue, one, you get to practice as a couple of like sharing what things are important to you right now, what you want. And I think what ends up happening is you can come together and find the common ground of what you guys want together and you can go after those things. But at the same time, you're not sitting there being surprised when your spouse or your partner says, hey, you know, I really want to do. Mm -hmm. I really want to start going on hikes. I really want to start. I want to travel in these places. And you're like, when do you want to start doing that all of Mm -hmm. a sudden? And you're just like, then you feel like you don't know the person anymore.
1: (laughs) Right. And it it could cause conflict. Yeah. Like, let's say, you know, we're still in the beginning part of the year. If you had this conversation and you asked these questions to your partner leading up to the new year and you said, hey, what's a dream or desire that you've been thinking about lately that's at the forefront of your mind and your partner had the opportunity to be vulnerable and say, I've really been wanting to get better at fitness. I wanna do better on my diet. I wanna lose 30 pounds, but here comes January 1st and now she's trying to make time to go to the gym and you're like, where are you going? Our right. favorite show is on, you know, and you're right. bringing home hot wings and stuff like that's not going to be good for your relationship, because if you're not communicating what your goals are, then you can't support each other.
0: Yeah. And like last week you said, hey, I, I want to f- think I want to fly a plane.
1: Oh, yeah. I yeah, didn't tell yeah, you. And I, I was said, like, it's my bucket list. I want to become a pilot. Yeah, And, and I he thought, looked at me? I said, oh, yeah."
0: Strange, like,
1: And then he goes, I can be your co-pilot. It's yeah. <laughs> like, why would you say it like that, freaky man?
0: <laughs> I could push all your buttons. <laughs> would you stop,
1: please? All right, so number seven is not necessarily a question, but I guess I could turn it into a question for you. What can you thank your spouse for something that they did this week?
0: He said thank, thank your spouse for. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: What can you thank your spouse for? So... What is something that you've done? I don't know. What have you done for me lately?
0: Everything. I'm
1: just kidding. No, this is something I think we do a lot of recognition for each other. Like, hey, babe, thanks for doing that. Or We have really good communication, but I think that thanking your spouse gives you the time to recognize them for something that maybe they didn't even think was special.
0: Yeah. And I can tell you right now, ladies, if you thank your man, your spouse, I will tell you what happens to them. They feel so, so good.
1: Okay. Like, <laughs> like, Why do you sound freaky? I don't
0: know. I feel, like, I feel like Theo on 92.3.
1: You're not Theo from right. 92.3. Right, okay.
0: Well, <laughs> people are like, who the hell is Theo? Anyways. The, all right, but what I would tell you is that men want to feel significant, and we've talked about this in other episodes, and thanking your husband uh, is a huge way to, let them, to make them feel significant in the relationship. Uh, Even if it's a small thing, I think it's a tremendous thing to do.
1: I'll start doing that more, honey, so you could feel more significant. No, You don't
0: have to do nothing. I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) I just want to thank you for sharing that with our listeners. (laughs) Thank you for making me a better wife.
0: Here you go. No problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then once a month, there's two additional questions that we don't think are really necessary for you to ask each week. But... Number eight is how are we stewarding our finances? Mm-hmm. I think for us, we definitely talk about that each week. So you right. guys got to decide like, okay, is this something we should talk about? But we are in the process of trying to do big things with our finances. Right. So we need to talk about this on a regular. We probably talk about this too much.
0: Uh, No, well. I think we are not in an
1: unhealthy way, but this is our goal and our focus right now. Yeah. But if it's not, and you are just in a rhythm of like, hey, bills get paid, you know, we put money in savings, we're pretty good in the finances area. I think it's still a really important question to talk about at least once a month. So that way you can talk about things like tithing or charity or saving for a dream vacation or whatever other things you might want to do with your finances.
0: And I think there's so many couples, I think that they operate with separate finances. Which Uh, is so strange to me. Yeah, Because we immediately, even before we got married, everything was just commingled and put together. So I think that that conversation I think becomes even more important because if you don't even know what the other person's doing with their finances because it's not together, you may not be on the same page.
1: Well, if your finances are separate, I'm curious to know why, right? But like, let's—I just feel like it's unfair. Like, let's just say that you and I both have jobs, we're both working, we put money in an account, we're married. And we pay the mortgage, all the bills. Like, let's say it's like 50-50. You put in money. I put in money. Well, what if you make more than me? Mm-hmm. And then I see you buying clothes at Lululemon and like going on guy trip vacations with your guys. But because I put in 50-50, like, I don't have that extra money. Right. I just feel like it causes problems, right? Like then I I'm- just
0: feel like sometimes you're preparing for a divorce. <laughs> you're me? like, let's keep... No, when people keep it separate. They're like Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're just preparing to separate. And we're not judging you if you do that, but yeah. it just... For us, it's just, it's. I'm curious of how that works when you're trying to plan for the future.
1: Well, most of the people I know that have separate bank accounts, like we keep our finances separate, they contribute into one, they pay the bills with that. But most of the time, it's because one of them has a really bad, like, spending habits. Mm -hmm. They have either in the past had bad credit or they didn't manage their money properly. And I guess I get it, but also. It's still a reflection of you. Like when we got together, you know, your credit wasn't the best. You were younger. Yeah. I wanted to fix your credit because when we bought a home, it was a reflection of me like I was pulling down my score. So immediately we started to attack like your credit. Right. Right. And I think that that's really what a partnership is about. I don't know. I'm curious to see what our listeners say about that. I think I'm going to take a poll today on if your finances are separate. Yeah. Because yeah, that's I'm the curious. only reason I have seen. And that
0: makes sense. Like if you have someone that hey, you have a problem. And but I, I feel do.
1: like it makes me selfish, though. <laughs> if I was like, mm, you ain't bringing nothing to the table. Like I want yeah. your money for this. How do you plan for the future? Because like if you plan to be married to this person for the rest of your life, come like retirement time. You're like, hey, I'm
0: ready. Yeah. Uh, if you're not ready, I'm so sorry. sorry. You better keep working.
1: It <laughs> but still be, but impacts maybe, your relationship, though. But
0: maybe people are not thinking that far out. Or, or maybe they are. Maybe they say, hey, we decide to keep it separate because. Right. We want to be able to do different things with our money. But we do have a retirement plan that we come together that's equal and equitable. I'm just curious. I want to know about your guys' separate finances. And if you don't think about those things, I'm glad we were able to bring that to your uh, attention.
1: All right. And the last and final question, number nine, how is our sex life?
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: (laughs) So I think it's important to talk about this um, because open dialogue. is Is it like
0: a thumbs up, thumbs down?
1: For yeah. us? No,
0: no, I'm just Wait, saying. I don't
1: I'm, get it. I'm just saying. I'm a thumbs up. No, no, no. Are you a thumbs I'm
0: up? A, I'm a thumbs up. Okay.
1: <laughs> Are you one thumb or two I, thumbs? I'm two
0: thumbs up. Okay. I'm, I'm Cisco and Ebert. I'm like two thumbs up okay. and, a, and a smile. But I'm curious with how other people will score this. Like I was thinking. Like, you know, do
1: you say on a scale from one to yeah. ten? Hey, this that's... month
0: we were. worried. Do you feel like I was a ten? And then you are you judging each other? Or are you? Judging... I don't think you're
1: judging performance. And it's like, I hey, think honey,
0: uh, this week, honey. Uh... The
1: question is not like, can you rank rate me on a scale from one to ten with my sexual performance? It's can you make it
0: anonymous? How
1: is our sex life? That's the question. Yeah, I know. I'm ju- I'm being playful. No, I know. But now some people are like, well, I was gonna ask this question, but now I'm afraid. What if I get ranked? A number two on the 10 scale or something. That no, could open then, a whole other sc- thing. It,
0: Okay, so this, just work with me here. I'm working with so you. So you say, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how was my sex performance this <laughs> month? And if you score anyone lower than an eight, <gasps> then you got to fill in the, the, the column underneath that says, please explain.
1: <laughs> but wait a second. So the scale, though, is always different. I'll give you guys an example. We were hanging out a couple weeks ago. In Oceanside at our beach house, and we were all hanging out, you know, like several of us, like five of us. And I said, on a scale from one to ten, everybody shout out the score that you would give yourself as far as your dance ability, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I said, on a scale from one to ten, shout it out. And this fool Eddie makes himself a six.
0: I think I said seven. You said a seven. You yeah. said a
1: seven. And I was like, so you're telling me on a scale from 1 to 10, with 10 being Millennium Dance Studio, that's a 10? You're telling me you're a 7? And he goes, well, why not? I'm like, no. <laughs> I rated myself a 6, and everyone was like, she's definitely a stronger dancer than you. That is so not true. That is true. That is true. I'm a fantastic drive okay. dancer. Well, you're definitely driver. not a seven on a scale from one to 10 with 10 being the lab or a millennium yeah. dance studio. So if you're rating your sex life on a scale from one to 10, who's 10?
0: Well... What if you is 10? Th- if you don't think I'm a seven, please explain. Please <laughs> fill out the column below that explains your reason for the score. I'm just saying
1: that before you ask this question and put a rating scale on it, you guys might want to establish strong parameters around what the ranking, what but the is. But you know what?
0: Is. I would just tell you this. For, <laughs> could you imagine people did that and they were just really open like, hey- I really wish that last time you did this thing that I really enjoy, and you right? didn't, and then you go, "Okay, I could do that next time." Yeah, like for all sure. of a sudden you you go from a let's say you rated each other a two to like really working up to like a seven. Oh right? my god! Just because you're like talking about I'm it,
1: I'm going to tell you right now: if you rank any woman a two, you're not getting none. Like if you say mm, you're a solid two, <laughs> she's definitely not going to stick around. <laughs> Like, literally, she's not going to stick around. Okay,
0: so guys, don't go below a five. (laughs) And then if you do, if you go near a five or a six, you should say it was a six just because I was looking for this and I could be really specific.
1: And then don't say, well, in comparison to my ex <laughs> who was a 10, oh, 10 you're a solid two. Like, oh, that is god. divorce. Oh
0: my god. That's bad. Well, you know, if you got a learning mindset, you know, if growth mindset means you'll say, okay, I'm writing down the notes on how I can improve so here. That's
1: ridiculous, Edward. <laughs> so, again, if you want these nine questions that can help change your entire relationship, head over to the pushpodcast.com Before we go, I thought it would be fun. I'm going to ask you, we found this thing. I literally Googled like questions to ask your spouse. There's 40 questions here. I'm going to ask you five. The first five, I haven't looked at them. You're going to ask me five.
0: Okay. Want to do it? it.
1: Okay. So one thing on my bucket list is.
0: Oh, shoot. I want to go to Seashells, Africa. Wait,
1: I'm sorry, you're not listening to the question. One thing on my bucket oh, list. Oh, on your is bucket list? <laughs> just selfish. You just selfish. One thing on my bucket list. Oh,
0: on your bucket list. Let's so, just
1: maybe skip that. Okay,
0: no, no, just see if I get it right. Okay. Okay. Uh, one thing on your bucket list is uh, to fly a plane.
1: Yeah, but you kind of we already talked about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's skip geez. it. Okay. Now, okay. What about my bucket list? well these are my questions and then you ask are you playing the game properly are you with me baby okay my celebrity crush is
0: oh stupid (laughs) um what's his name jason momoa mother (gasps) jason momoa
1: aquaman aqua okay guy anyways (laughs) i'm just joking okay
0: um your Great. celebrity
1: crush is Charlize Theron and Scarlett Johansson. This is true. Yeah, just for the record, Eddie wants to have a one night stand with Scarlett Johansson, whoa, and whoa, he wants to whoa. marry Charlize Theron. Oh, <laughs> there whoa, you go. Whoa, whoa. What do you mean? Whoa, whoa! You said that to me. I don't
0: need to say it like this. This is what we talked about. It intimately. But this is
1: what you told me. Okay. <laughs> um, what's the first CD I ever bought?
0: Oh, um, I think you bought. You told me you you bought a, um, was it Mariah Carey? No. Was it Whitney Houston?
1: No. You don't know. Who was it? Well, so my mom bought this really amazing sound system. We went to like Tower Records and we bought a bunch of CDs. I remember one of the CDs was Mary J. Blige. It's the the album. What's the 411? Had Craig Mm. Mack on it. Another one was Jade. Don't walk away, boy. That one. Um, and there were some other ones, but those were the first two that kind of come to mind. Your first CD, what would it be? I don't know.
0: Yeah, you would never get this.
1: It's like EPMD or something. Very, very close. What was it? No,
0: it? It was actually... Farside. No, Farside was one of my first tapes, but my first CD.
1: I know it's not Tribe Called Quest.
0: No, it Tell was the most beautiful CD. thing in the world. Keith Murray. It's Keith Murray.
1: Just like that, yeah. I get in. Yeah, I love that song. Okay, my favorite movie. This is tricky.
0: Yeah, you don't really have a lot of favorite movies. Mm-hmm. You I do. like
1: movies, but you... I don't select them as my favorites.
0: Right, um, but I have
1: classics. Like, you like if you were...
0: yeah, you like Steel Magnolias. Uh huh. Um, don't you like beaches? I
1: love beaches.
0: You like Dirty Dancing.
1: I like Dirty Dancing.
0: All the cheesy, like yeah date movies. I
1: really like White Oleander, too. Oh, White Oleander, mm-hmm. yeah. That movie's Your very disturbing favorite. For me. It's a really good movie. Your favorite movie, The Godfather? Yes. Period. Period. Done. Okay. Yeah. Number five, what's my least favorite food? Peas. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the only vegetable I don't eat. Okay, number six, go.
0: Number six, let's see. Where I most want to travel to?
1: Uh... I know that you're not saying it proper, but he, you've been talking about this seashells place. It's yeah. like Saint Shelley's or some yeah. it's some weird I haven't it's, I don't even know how to spell it, but I know that you're not saying it right.
0: Okay. Well it's in it's in like West Africa. There's like 150 islands there. I would okay. like to book that soon. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> My Biggest Fear.
1: Your biggest fear not living up to your full potential.
0: Yeah. Ding ding ding. Who I most want to meet.
1: Mm, living or dead? Ooh. Living Obama?
0: Okay. Yeah. I think you'd want to hang yeah, out with absolutely. Obama. Absolutely. How about dead?
1: I think maybe maybe like one of your uncles or I don't know.
0: Well, I've met all my uncles, but I would I, like say,
1: maybe to hang out. That's what I meant.
0: Well, I would want to meet like my great grandfather. Oh, I think preacher. we've talked about this, yeah. Well, so that would be um that's a very interesting question. I love that. My favorite spot in our home.
1: <laughs> our bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, sure. Probably the common area, like where everyone's at.
0: Yeah. Um That's a weird question. That is a weird question. Listen, one. one thing I do daily.
1: Put in your contacts. <laughs> um you pray. Uh-huh. You do some sort of like gratitude or meditation.
0: Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. My dream job.
1: Your dream job is to work remotely somewhere as a, a personal development coach to many.
0: Yeah. I we have that. our dream job. And I think that's it. Do you know what Just is? What would I buy if I had a million dollars?
1: Hmm. I the think girls would
0: say, you already have a million dollars. Because <laughs> they think we're millionaires. They
1: always want to know how much money we have. If you ha- I don't know. What would you buy if you had a million dollars? You know what? I don't think you would buy anything. I think we talked before about like if we won a ton of money, what would we do? We'd like get a cruise ship, put all of our family on it, and then hire Tony Robbins to like brainwash them and transform them. <laughs> so by the time the cruise was over, everybody would be smarter.
0: I don't know how people would feel about us if we did that.
1: Well, that's what I would do. That's so
0: funny. That's fun.
1: Um, So yeah, so I hope this episode was, if not, entertaining, but also I hope that it helps you to maybe look at communication in your relationship and just how to kind of keep it fun. I think open communication is the best and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be open.
0: Yeah. And I think it was a little while ago when I started asking you weird questions and you were like, You always ask weird questions. And so I asked her a question and I said, what do you know about me that I need to know?
1: Which is a powerful question. What's one thing that you know about me that I need to know?
0: Yeah. And I think that that gives you a little bit of understanding of what the person perceives or sees from you mm-hmm. and gives you some, you know, some feedback of what they are, how they experience you. Right. And so I think when you think about these questions and how powerful they are, like even the questions, even the light fun questions we were just asking and like going deeper, mm-hmm. if we had more time, we can say, well, Why would you do that? What makes you want to do that? What's so important about that part of our house? And then what you start to uncover is like the thoughts that are unsaid by your partner and you get to know them
1: more. Yeah. right. I think I'm going to link these questions because some of it's on marriage365.org. One of the questions is, do you feel like you can count on me? Like, Mm. I know that you can count on me. I wonder if you know that you can count on me. (laughs) Because your perception is everything, right? We feel a certain way about ourselves, but the other person might not feel that way. It's not always mutual, right?
0: And I think I know that I always, here's the thing. If I, I know this question will always be the same because, and it also affirms how much I love you. If the best news was delivered to me, who Who would I call call first? Yeah. It's always you, Same. number one, every single time, just because experiencing happy moments mm-hmm. in these last 15 years has been amazing. Same. Uh, we've done a lot of things. I remember that one time, and I know we're going to close it out, but I remember that one time we got our real estate license, mm-hmm. right? And we literally got the, like, I don't know if it was a phone call, we called in mm-hmm. and we got the results. That we
1: both passed. That we
0: both passed. Yep. But we were so excited that, it, and we were standing across the, the bed. Remember that? No. What? I don't remember. Oh, okay. We were standing. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, no, I you know
1: I don't remember. Like, it
0: didn't happen. I'm like, so we literally got, we. I called first, got mm-hmm. the result. I passed. And mm-hmm. then I, I think we agreed not to say anything okay. until the phone call was over. <laughs> and we looked to try. To, this uh, sounds fun. Yeah. We looked across the bed and I said, I passed. And you're like, I passed too. And we celebrated. <laughs> Because we want to take the test at the same right. time together. And well, that we took was the just, class
1: together. We took we the class took the test together. together but we, had we ditched to, class together. We had to pass or fail <laughs> yeah. separately, right? Yeah.
0: So that was fun.
1: Here's another question. Do you believe we're still compatible?
0: I do. That's. A, do I mean, I we? know
1: you believe that. Yeah. But that's a question. Like, Can you imagine yeah. asking someone and they're like, well, you know, I'm really glad you asked that. No, that would be terrible, right?
0: But um, it may not be terrible. It may be like, we need to talk about this now. Because I think there's some gaps in our relationship that we can fix. And I think like, if you said, no, I don't think we're compatible, it's about what you say next that matters.
1: Listen to this question. When you look at our life together, does it feel fulfilling or lacking? Mm. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. I'm fulfilled. I'm fulfilled. Yeah. So I'm going to share these questions with you, but happy anniversary to you, Edward Copeland.
0: And you too, Janelle Copeland. I was like, are you going to say it January back to January 16th. Today right. is the, what, 14th? Well, something?
1: next year is a big year. sixteen 16. 16 years on the 16th. <laughs> I'll remember that for okay. sure. I,
0: I won't say anything. <laughs> See if oh, you remember. Oh, God.
1: You're going to set me up. <laughs> Anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed this. It's a lighthearted episode, but hopefully it helps strengthen your relationship and your communication with the person that you love. Feel free to rate, review, leave us some questions, comments. Let us know if one of these questions is going to help you or which one might ruin your marriage. I don't know. So good luck to you guys and push through. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Yeah, see you later. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we wanna hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, You got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.